With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Fan Fest, which, if I remember right, the uh, 
the headliner is uh, isn't it Bret Hart? Um, it's the entire Hart Foundation. It's Jim Danville, Nightheart, oh, Bret right. Hart, and Jimmy, and uh, all three of the original Hart Foundation members. They're live. But the headliner for me is Tracy Brooks. There you go. She is smoking, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is really, really hot. And oof, even without the enhancement, I think you know, just the black hair, and she's really smoking with the glasses. Wow, works for me. But no one, no one compares to my wife Jessica. But you know, you'll you'll get to meet her this weekend. But uh, I do have to put her over on the air because she takes care of me, and she's the the unseen, unheard, uh, the one that keeps us together here at Riverguard Radio. So I I have to put her over. Um, yeah, if you're in the area, come on out. It's an all-day festival. I'm not quite sure when the doors open, but they'll be doing a fan fest during the day, and then there'll also be a card that night. So come on out and say hi to the Rubber Guard Radio crew, uh, Alex and myself, and my sponsor, Jeff Dino. We'll all be in attendance, as well as uh, one half of Anchors Away. Which one was going to be in town, Alex? Ryan Stone. Ryan Stone. That's right. I get, I get confused with the shooting work names. I, I get confused easily, so... But I try hard. Okay, this uh, new wow. this this new Noah show, the uh, first navigation of '08. These mm-hmm. guys on the undercard look like they're 80 years old. <laughs> who who are these people? Like are the old guys? The old guys. Like where did they come from? Like were they working back with a uh, what 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 was the famous Japanese guy before Enoki uh, and Baba? Oh, Rika Dozan. Ricky Dozan, were they were they wrestling with Ricky Dozan back in his time? Probably, because I've seen recent Anoki. I mean, we haven't seen recent Bob because he's dead, but I've seen recent Anoki, and Anoki looks better than half these guys. <laughs> it's, it is pitiful. That, that's yeah, why I don't know. What, what's your opinion of the Noah product? Um, I don't. I don't like the heavyweights. Um, the 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 junior heavyweight division though is is really really good. Um, the young guys that they have, Aoki is awesome, Kenta and Marufuji, you know you can't say enough about them. Um, plus they have the junior tag straps on, you know, rotating through Dragon Gate, which is not a problem by me. Um, plus the Briscoes are over there. But what about Chris Hero breaking that dude's face? Can oh, I've not, not made it that far in the show yet. Right now I'm watching uh, Morishima, and uh, you, you remember Russell Morishima on the show? Oh, uh, no. He went for Morishima. a German off the top, and Morishima just sat on him. Oof. Instant uh, death. Yes. But, um, no, I'm not a particularly too big fan. Of, I mean, it's okay, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I just it, it seems to me like a lot like Ring of Honor, and I'm just not the hugest Ring of Honor fan. But speaking of promotions I am into, I, I just got I saw the uh the latest New Japan show with the Nakamura Angle match. Mhm. You you saw it before me, but what did you think about it? That was fun. That was fun. Um AJ Styles never needs to be allowed to work in Japan again. <laughs> you know, imagine if Angle would have signed with with New Japan in 96 instead of Vince. I don't know if he. I don't know if he now. What happens if Angle wouldn't have went to TNA would just moved out to New Japan? Mm. Well, I think that would have been that would have been a better 
better deal for him. But uh, we're going to take a caller. Anarchist Ian Daniels, what's up, brother? Ian, are you on the line? Sunny California. Uh, This is Ian Daniels. What's up, brother? How you doing? How's the weather in sunny Cali? Uh, (laughs) Something like that. It's good. It's cold out there in the northeast. Uh, We're under about a foot of snow right here in lovely New York right now. Oh, fun stuff. All right, Dan, I'm, I'm, or excuse me, Ian, I'm going to put you on the spot. King of Trios, who's winning? Oh, King of Trios, who's winning? Oh, wait a second, wait a second, KZ. You spoiled. I was going somewhere with my conversation. And where I'm going is is that New Japan, well, it's not been officially announced, but I've heard through the scuttlebutt, and I think you pretty much confirmed it, that we will see Carl the Machine Gun Anderson in New Japan. Which yeah, makes New Japan the greatest promotion on earth. <laughs> it will have Call the Machine. Imagine Call the Machine Gun Anderson and Tanahashi on the same team. That's too much. Mm. That's too Mm-mm-mm. much. Ian Daniels is a big I'm, Tanahashi fan as well. Huge Tanahashi fan. Oh my! Well, Did you see the Tanahashi I'm, angle? Uh, uh, AJ match at the last show. Uh, AJ shouldn't be allowed to wrestle in Japan. AJ should not be allowed to wrestle in Japan. He he plays. It, it would it works in America if you're trying to heal like that, but Japan it just comes off as you being goofy. Yeah, I agree. And then AJ style because I've seen Tanahashi go in there and and deliver insane matches out of guys that I don't normally see insane matches out of. I've not seen. I saw Nakamura and Angle, and I still say Tanahashi uh, Nak- uh, Tanahashi Nakamura from the One Four Dome show was better. It was good, but I still thought that match was better. But... I, want to see an ama- I want to see an amazing hidden Tanahashi match. Uh, it was on an All Japan show from, I want to say, like 2003, maybe 2004, and it's mm-hmm. Tanahashi versus, uh, maybe even 2005, but it's Tanahashi versus Tomoaki Hanma, the guy from Big Japan. Yeah, and the first time I saw the match, it blew my mind. It totally blew my mind. See, like uh, I've said it before on the show, but like the first time I saw Tanahashi is because I heard I've heard a lot of people on the internet talk about it. You know, every you know every year on the internet, there's somebody that's really good that everyone needs to check out. You know how it is. I do. It's, it's never me, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully a couple years it'll be me. But anyways, um, everybody was saying you know Tanahashi's it, Tanahashi's it, and so you know I always give the person a chance, you know, to see if he's if I like him. And then, so I got some Tanahashi, and I have to say, like, he is, he's better than what a lot of people give him credit for. I agree entirely. And then, um, I'm just, I'm just really depressed that we're not able to see a Tanahashi angle match. That would have been so good. It would have been so good. But AJ, I've I've come, AJ never needs to go back to Japan and work again. The crowd is so silent that he yells at him to try to get heat, I think. But they they just don't react, and he's... (laughs) I, it, I don't. It's weird. And then uh, Nakamura and Angle. That was a good short match. But uh, Nakamura, I, I don't know. What do you think about Nakamura leading New Japan in 2008? I don't. Uh, honestly, I don't think. You know, I think that the whole Nakamura Supernova thing from when he debuted was, you know, his prime. He's he's been injured like eight times already. You know, I mean, the guy can put it on, sure. But, I mean, I don't think that the crowd reacts to him like they did to Tanahashi. I think Tanahashi in the last two years has really come into his own. 
Nakamura has been plagued with injuries. So the, the problem with New Japan, and it is my favorite Japanese wrestling company, is this, the, the disparity between the guys that draw money and the young stars. The young stars are so far among, from the popularity of the old stars. And there's a good reason for it. Back in the day, New Japan was on primetime television, you know, 7 o'clock. Now it's on, like, what, 2 in the morning on Samurai TV or whatever, which, you know, is only seen by 10% of the country. So you can't possibly expect, you know, Tanahashi to be as well-known as Choshu or Tenzan or any of those guys even. But the problem is is that, you know, those guys just can't deliver in the big matches anymore. So it's like, ah, it's like a total paradox. So the big thing with New Japan is, you know, the, the booking's been so much better recently, but the thing is, is that you just got to get them on some kind of national, you know, primetime TV, and maybe somebody will actually start to care about the guys. At least that's what I hope. I, I hope so, too, because um, I know Noah. Noah doesn't try to run the dome, but uh, Noah, right now there's Noah show I'm watching. It, they don't have the, a very big house, but normally, from what I understand, they draw pretty big houses. But um, I'm, I'm just not into the Here Comes Chris Hero. I guess it's a match where he breaks into his face. But I'm I'm just not in to the Noah product at all. It, it seems I don't. It's just it's, I don't know. It's not it's not all Japan. Like all Japan '91 in the early '90s, some of the best professional wrestling I've ever seen. No but doubt. Noah, which was an offshoot of all Japan, it it seems to me like they've they've found their identity. I I just don't like their identity. <laughs> I guess that's the best way for me to put it. And then all Japan, I'm not honestly, I'm not saying any all Japan because the people who I trust and tell me to watch wrestling, they, they say there's nothing really out there to see. So, yeah. have you seen any all Japan? Uh, uh, not. Re- I mean, I did just watch uh, a really good show. Well, okay, a show that had two really good matches from all Japan. The thing with all Japan now is the undercard is just abysmally, atrociously bad. But they had uh, Kensuke versus Kawada in the main event, which was awesome. And they had Nakajima versus Silver King on the semi, which is also awesome. I think Nakajima, besides Tanahashi, is the best wrestler in Japan right now. He's so flawless and so good in the ring. It's just, How it's, old is Nakajima? Do you know? I, he's like 21, maybe 21. He started when he was like 16. He's, he's incredible and just, I mean, gets better all the time. He just, it blows my mind how good he is. I mean, anybody, I mean, I know you just said you're not a fan of the Noah product that much, but, man, if you get a chance, check out uh, uh, Nakajima and Kensuke versus Go Shizaki and, uh, and Kobashi. Incredible match, incredible. Oh, I believe it, because Kobashi, I mean, I'm not a fan of the Noah product, but Kobashi, he's, he's still amazing. And I've not, I've not seen Nakajima, but I, I know that, if you come, if he's, I know he's, uh, he's adopted by Kensuke, correct? Yeah, more or less, yeah. yeah. I don't know if, then, like, physically he adopted as his son, but, like, he's definitely something. I think he's more like a, uh, more like a uh, Dick Grayson-style ward, a la Robin and Batman, but I'm not positive yeah. on that. Don't quote me. Okay, but, um, yeah, definitely, because Kensuke, I've not seen him real, real young, but from the first time I started watching New Japan, and when, well, more specifically, when the New Japan guys came over to America, the one guy that always impressed me was Kitsuke Sasaki. Yeah, he's and awesome. This is even no before doubt. I knew, you know, what wrestling is or was or whatever. Just Kitsuke always was awesome to me. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, I, I, and like he went through a span of a couple of years where I, you know, I really didn't care. Like he was on the card, but we didn't care. But like, man, like I don't know. Ever since he made his big like. 
his big hurrah comeback and stuff. He has been awesome. Like, I, I collect action figures. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to get laid via this radio show, so I'll be honest. I collect wrestling action figures, and I've got uh, five different Kensuke action figures on my wall because I'm just such a big fan of his, including Power Warrior, which, which I admit I did pay $80 for on eBay. So, mm. what, What's your favorite uh, Kensuke match? Either uh, Well, you know what? First, let's, uh, let's do pre-2000. What's your favorite Kensuke match? Pre-2000. Then after that, we'll hit his uh, comeback. What, around what year did he come back? Was that 05? Uh, he made, like, the big, like, hurrah comeback. I want to say, like, either 03 or 04. Yeah, somewhere in that oh. time. I mean, any, any, I like the, the the Hellraiser stuff. Was like I was a big fan of that back in the day. I thought that was cool. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, he was no animal, but, I mean, you know, for what he did, I thought he was great. So any of those matches, I mean, them versus the Steiners was really good. And one of my real favorites, like, six-man was him, uh, Hawk and Animal against, I think it was the Steiners and Scott Norton. Uh, great match. You know, just, I mean, total like, you know, Gaijin plus the one, you know, native. And it was just it was a really good match. It was at the Dome, I believe. Either that or Sumo Hall. Awesome match. And, Zombie, I didn't forget your question. Um, I'm picking uh, Team Fist, uh, the Kings of Wrestling, there to go all the way. Uh, Taylor and uh, Icarus and uh, Akuma taking it this year. Uh, particular reason? Not Colony. Colony, I call it the Colony. Actually, no. The uh, the Olsen team will win because WWE will not allow Colin Delaney to job. No, he's off the show. Colin's out. Oh, they Colin's out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. What do you mean they wouldn't allow him the job? That's all he does is job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have another call caller on the air from the three one three. That's Detroit. That's got to be oh. Casey. What's going on, Case? I see. Uh, I'm in, in Philadelphia, or not Philadelphia. I'm in Pennsylvania right now, uh, for King of Trios. Awesome, awesome, and awesome. Say hello to give give uh, Wiggly a nice little kiss on the cheek from the Rubber Guard Radio crew. He's actually he's, he's right next to me. I don't know if you uh, you guys are talking about King of Trios, but uh, actually you know. we were just giving our picks. So I, I went with the Colony. Right on. I'm going with uh, Chuck Taylor, Akuma, and Icarus. And Alex? Oh, this is hard. I've been I've been saying all week that I think it's going to be Lindsay's team. But I wouldn't be surprised mm. if the Blackout won it. So, I'm cheating and picking two teams, the Blackout or uh, Lindsay's Luchadors. Mm. Luchadors. Well, who's your pick, Case? Uh, you know what? I'm still I'm still debating. I'm kind of leaning towards uh Demolition and the uh <laughs> Um, but here, I'm going to, uh, I got some work to do, but I'm going to give my phone, uh, to Wiggly, who is, uh, in charge of all the great production you see, uh, behind your car as far as the video and the art element. Um, awesome. so, yeah, here you go. Cool. Hey, fellas. Mr. Wiggly, welcome to Rubber Guard Radio. Thanks for making an appearance, brother. Oh, well, you're welcome. It was all impromptu. We just got done doing our show there, the Smart Wrestling Fan gimmick, and, uh, in case he told me he was going to call in, I said, "Oh, that just sounds fantastic." Cool, cool. Well, uh, how are things shaping up? About your car there too. That's that's great. Hey, we're we're big fans of the product. Um, right here. We uh, we we love we love the product. Um, Alex, my co-host from San Diego, actually flew out to Chapter Eleven. So wow. Yeah, he's well, I love so much. They created eighteen eighteen uh, DVDs worth of content. <laughs> Almost, uh, we're going on our 100th podcast a go-go, and uh, that was just out of love because 
I certainly didn't see any type of uh, uh, ham sandwich or anything else from that. So I also have a love for this product. I think it's a it's a great great uh, just all around. You know, it's family friendly, and uh, and the talent that is uh, involved is uh, super. And of course, uh, you know the the wacky wackiness that goes on there. That's How cool. has it been seeing the rise in attendance in this last year in Chicago shows? Uh, how's how how has been the rise of it? Yes, the, the rise in attendance because um, there there's been an attendance rise in '07, correct? There's been an attendance rise. There's been an a, an increase in the the sale of the DVDs and the and from SmartMark point of view, and I can't speak for them, but from what I hear through the grapevine, is that. Uh, the, the profit, or the the um, not even necessarily profit, but the popularity of the product and uh, the, the, the buy through and all, and all that, uh, compared to the last three years before 2007, did more in 2007 than than all those years combined. So what what, what do you think that's attributed to the rise of Chikara in 07? Well, I can only attribute that to to uh, to the fact that I became involved with your car. No, <laughs> I would love it to say that, but you know, it's it's all little bits. I mean, everything helps. You have you have a, a presence uh, with the Chicago podcast ago, and I think uh, the fact that a lot of the talent got offered developmental deals with the with the big boys, and uh, the shows that they've been putting on have just you know, as far as the quality of the over the overall quality of each individual show, I think has improved. Uh, greatly as well uh the guys they all want to you know they, they can't wait for this king of trios they can't wait for just about any event if you the the atmosphere backstage is everybody wants to do the greatest show they've ever done so i think it's you know little bits of everything we're we're in comic books we were in uh the the the, P, uh, the pwi 500 in an, an ad for you know the, the product and the the we were in uh, released by uh, that the best of with uh, Big Vision Entertainment. So I mean, you can walk down to your local store and find out about your car. Uh, you know, all these little bits—they all add up to one one big uh, push of the product. So, what was your first exposure to the Chikara product? Uh, that would be, I guess, the second year when they started doing shows. I, I it was in my local area. I saw an ad in the newspaper. It had Ultramantis back before he, he turned Rudos when he was still a Technico wrestler, and he had his big bug eyes, sort of looked like um, something out of Kamen Rider or some type of Japanese hero or something. And I said, wow, I, this is this looks like, if I could do, if I put on a pure wrestling show, I was involved with Trapdoor, I'm so involved with Trapdoor, and we had wrestling intermixed with, with our music for, for years, since since 87. Um but if I could put on a pure wrestling show, I, I would put on Chikara. I said, this already exists. I went to see uh, some of their, their shows at the St. John's. They used to put it on in Allentown, and uh, I was going ever since. So. What are some of your earliest uh, – when did you first start getting into wrestling? Into wrestling? Yeah. Uh, in the 70s. Yeah, I used to go to WWE uh, – well, of course, you were the WWF back then. They used to film – in Agricultural Hall in Allentown, they would film their their weekly show. They would film three shows per taping that would air on the television on Sunday mornings. And uh, I used to go and meet, meet all the guys there, Ivan Putsky and 
Andre the Giant and Chief uh, um, J. Strongbow and uh, Jumpin'. Uh, no, the, the fly. Yeah, I wanted to impress you with the, with the the name of the human fly, and I can't remember his name. He only wrestled like two shows with the WWF, and he, he was one of my favorite guys, but he really didn't go anywhere. Uh, but I, I used to sit in the back bleacher, and right by where Gorilla used to come out from behind the curtain, and uh, and I would we'd be able to, to talk to the guys as they were uh, coming out of the locker room. So I got to shake a lot of hands and meet a lot of people, and some of the wrestlers were dating people in my high school as well, so uh, that was always awkward. And so, how uh, did you attend any ECW shows? ECW, I didn't go to. Uh, some of my friends did, though. They used to go down to Philly to, to see those. Okay. Any any particular reason why you weren't into the ECW product? Yeah. At that time, I was going through um, a phase where I, I, I wasn't into violence at all. I got out of violence for a few years. So uh, ECW would probably be at the top of the violence. But I used to see them in, in my friends' magazines, and then I, I slowly got into that product, and, of course, I would watch it every week. Um, and I got back, I got into that around the time where um, Taz was just unstoppable, and uh, yet uh, Steve Austin was uh, making his, his rounds there, the Mikey Whipwreck story where he saw Steve Austin's sphincter and stuff like that. That's when I started getting in ECW. Okay, so this weekend, um, the big king of trios. Um, what are some of your picks to win? You know, I I don't I don't have any picks <laughs> because I can't <laughs> I can't pick because I'm a terrible liar. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I have no idea what what's going to happen, what's going to be going on. I know I, who I would like to win, and it's sort of who Casey said I w- I would love to see you know accents. Demolition and uh, and uh, and one man gang. In fact, I would I would I would totally crap in my pants if Akeem came out instead of one man gang. <laughs> what what are we all? Know. Say again. You never what are we know all? And if Split came out with them. Yeah, that would be fantastic. But I, I got <laughs> okay. I I do have to tell you. I'll, I'll give you an exclusive, and that is that you know there's there's a couple there's a couple trios teams whose third partner have not. We're, we're not able to fulfill their obligation. So they're going to pick names out of a hat um, at the at the King of Trios, uh, probably on night one or night two or night three, whenever the – well, I would think it would be a night one or night two. Um, and some of the names that are going into the hat will just make anyone go out of their mind. So there's there's going to be a lot of surprises that, that uh, you know, haven't even been publicized at all because – if if these names get picked, I don't know if you know they will or not, but um, it's 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 going to be a real event to attend, and um, I'm sure people will be there with their blackberries and whatnot, uh, you know, putting it right up on the internet as far as some of these uh, some of these situations that are going to come up. I hate it because I'm going to have to stay away from spoilers until the DVDs come out. Um, what okay, since uh, you can't give a winner, um, what matches are you most looking forward to in the first round? I'm 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 not the one to talk to about this because because I got to tell you to be honest with you I've been working so hard on on the trio stuff and I'm going to be filming all the interviews I'm going to be shooting the next podcast to go go live at the event and at the fan 
uh, conclave that I haven't even had a chance to look at what the lineups are. I don't even know who's who's going to be in the first first rounds or, or whatever. I have no idea. I know uh, okay. Kaiju's going to be there. I know, uh, you know, X and Smash. I know some of the teams, but I don't, I don't even know the lineups yet. I haven't I haven't had an opportunity to look on the website yet. From what I understand, it's a fan conclave. There's going to be a uh, Fire Pro there. And uh, how versed are you in Fire Pro? And uh, who's your favorite character to play as? Uh, well, I've been I've been in the Fire Pro since since it came out for for the Saturn uh, Fire Pro Six Man Scramble. That is because I think that's the first time it was ever like the new Fire Pros are, where where they followed that type of format. The ones before for the Super Nintendo or Super Famicom and the, uh, the PC Engine Turbo Graphics. Those those versions are eh, you know they they were okay, but it, it really uh, met its stride in, in the Six Man Scramble on the Saturn. And to me, I still think that has some of the most exciting um, logic built into it still on the Sega Saturn version. Uh, I, I, of course, built all of Trapdoor way before I knew the Chikara guy, so, you know, I, I, it's, as soon as you can build yourself in a wrestling game, I think that's who you, who would, who you stick with. And um, There's a couple different versions of Wiggly on there, a couple iterations with a mask, without a mask. I also build a bionic Bigfoot. I like to play as him sometimes. So it's mostly it's all cause, man. It's all cause with that game. Mm-hmm. My my favorite tag team is Eddie Guerrero, E D D Y, and Love Machine Art Bar. I made Gringo Slocos, and they are my kick-ass tag team. They are unbeatable. I dude, have you have you gotten deep into the logic of it? Do you like creating your own wrestlers in that, or not yet? I have yet to. I've only created you know actual workers. I have not. Other than myself, I've created Alex, my co-host, and I've made a mini version of me, which is my son. So, you know, it's KZ Sito. And and he's, does that have a whole storyline behind it? Well, he's, he's a Rudo. Oh, okay. So, wow. <laughs> he's the king of the low blows. Fantastic. But, yeah, he's the total opposite of his old man. So, you know, When I first got this, this, uh, the six-minute scramble for the Saturn, it, it just blew my mind because I was like, I'm actually putting in logic for how my character would would have would their breathing would be during bloodshed. This is the this is the ultimate wrestling game ever created. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 Any more questions, Alex? You got the floor, KZ. Oh, hey, it is my show again. It's not the Alex Saint show anymore. Okay, well, let's keep on the topic of Fire Pro. Who is your favorite in-game character? Uh, Giant Machine. Is Giant Machine in the new version? Uh, I don't know who he is. Oh, Andre the Giant when he was when Oh yeah, Andre the Giant. Yeah. yeah, I think one of his one of his costumes alterations were were when he had the machine mask when he was Giant Machine. So I like to be Giant Machine. I like to be Strong Machine. Do cool. they uh, make the American translations at all? Yeah, yeah, my game's okay. completely translated. Um, I don't have a pack because I don't have action replay or any of the replay uh, devices, but Alex does, and uh, Alex has got the saves from hell from what I hear. But, uh, yeah, I do need to jump in the, you know, into the year 2008 and get a save device. <clears throat> I just sit there and, uh, you know, be uh, in but it is most definitely the, the the greatest line of wrestling games ever created. 
2D or not, it doesn't matter. It's still the logic. I agree with you, Wiggly, on the logic. It's just, just in the And the amount of moves that they have in the newer version is just, you know, phenomenal. Exactly. I mean, how many versions of a Northern Light Suplex are in there? Yeah. Especially the yeah. Suzuki Special, man. Or uh, the Minoru Special is the best. I also yeah, like the Fusion uh, Underlager. You know, I, I, you got to love that guy. So. Okay. All right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up with you, Wiggly, because we do have uh, callers on the line that are waiting to come on. Uh, this is a potpourri show, so. Yeah, uh, hey, thanks so for really, having me on, and, and uh, get out the King of Trios if you can. It's going to be a packed yep, show and full of action. Those that are in, uh, anywhere in the East Coast, I know there should still be tickets available, so go out and support not only Chikara, but all your indies. But this weekend belongs to Chikara out to the ECW Arena. I can't call it the New Alhambra. It's the ECW Arena. Go and support Quackin' the Boys, and you're not going to get any more bang for your buck. And that's that's not me putting putting the product over because Wiggly's on the phone. <laughs> you can ask anybody. I'm a huge Chikara mark. And boy, did I pop when Shane Storm got his mouth busted open. I never <laughs> liked that guy. And, you know... <laughs> But, uh, Wiggly, thank you for coming on. Can you hand the phone to Casey for me? Yeah, here you go. Thank you, sir. Hello? Casey, man love for you. Thank you for having the man Wiggly on. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad it, uh, I'm glad it worked out. And also, another reason to go to King of Trios, as if there wasn't enough, you can buy Revolution stuff, because that's what I'm doing there. I'm hey, there you go. Play. Actually, we're going to – how about this? How about we give away a a pack from our friends at Revolution? Mm-hmm. Uh Show number one, number two, and number three. My Spanish best. So I'm not going to announce whatever the titles were. But yeah. Revolution yeah, yeah. One, one, two, two and, three. and three. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to run this contest until 9 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday. You can email me directly at rubberguardradio at yahoo.com. And what we'll do is we'll put the names in a hat, and I'll pull them out, and I will give you three DVDs. And you will not be disappointed. I watched the the Santo Parca cage match again today. Yeah, I love I love mask gripping. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. So mask uh, gripping and skeletons. Yep, can't go wrong there. Can't go wrong there. Plus, I watched the mini match too. That was pretty fun. You know, the, the minis are the minis. But uh, well, yeah, again, like I said, I'm glad uh, I'm glad this worked out. And uh, yeah, anyone that's uh, listening, make it to King of Trios. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait. Cool, cool. Casey, I will uh, give you a butt tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Thanks for calling in and uh, covering my pleasure, brother. Thanks for having us. Not a problem, brother. Later. All right. Now, that was fun. Okay, I'm running in the house. You can hear the echo in the hall. Okay. Well, that was a pretty interesting discussion. What do you think, Alex? About uh, King of Trios? That was, that was good stuff. I can't believe that... Uh, it's real busy in Chicago land if uh, Wiggly didn't know all the matches or whatever, but it uh, seems like the guys are really planning, so it should be an awesome. I, like I said, I'm just upset I'm going to have to stay away from spoilers for about a month until the DVD comes out. But uh, mm, I, won't. <laughs> I won't. I won't. But uh, let's see. Okay. Okay, anything else going on? How's that uh, Noah show you're watching? What's that? How's that Noah show? Did you get to watch the the hero match? Oh yeah, I just saw that right now with the the Briscoes and Masawa and it's weird seeing the Briscoes on one corner and Masawa on the other. 
Ah, it's it's pretty fun match. Well, what did you think of Hero killing that guy? Oh, honestly, I, I wasn't I wasn't watching it too deeply. Okay, it was a sick roaring elbow, and then they you know went pretty much right to the finish. But yeah, he he killed him. <laughs> he crushed his face. But uh, those that are listening, um, our guest Vito Danucci is under the weather. So uh, for the next hour and 24 minutes or so, we're going to have the phone lines open. Uh, area code 347-215-7946. And once again, um, we are running that Revolucha contest. You can email me at rubberguardradio at yahoo.com and say you want entry into the drawing, and I will give away a three-disc set of Revolucha, which is some of the funnest, fun stuff I've ever watched. And... uh Alex, you'll we'll have to sit later on this weekend and, and watch some of it. It's pretty wacky. Uh okay. it's fun stuff. Um we do have a caller on the line from the two one zero. Caller, welcome to Rubber Guard Radio. Who am I speaking with? Uh this is uh the world's most famous uh wrestling call in show caller ever, dude. It's Ed in San Antonio. <laughs> oh, <laughs> What's going on, oh. SA? Welcome uh, to Rubber Guard. Just uh, listening to the show, and uh, I, I just heard the other guy that was just on Weekly. Is, mm-hmm. is this the dude that I've read posts where people are always bitching that he's always ripping on Brian? Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I, I was actually at the Chikara Chapter 11 show, and I didn't want to bring this up on the air, but uh, Wiggly was actually uh, a large contingent. Actually, you know what, honestly, most of the people at Chapter 11 were behind Sweeney, and for what I understand, it's because he's a hometown boy. But I know Wiggly in particular gave me a a look when I was cheering very loudly for Brian. So, uh, ooh, that's funny. It is yeah, what it funny. is. Yeah, that's cool. Ed, you have the office. What do you want to talk about? I just wanted to say, you know, you take a lot of heat on the website, so I wanted to come on and say I think you guys do a really good job, man. Like that Vito Danucci from the last show, that interview was fucking awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys are doing what you do, man. And fuck all these guys are always giving you a hard time on on the figure four online board, man. I have to say Thanks, we we pull okay. out a decent show from time to time because we 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 get good guests. It's not it's no uh, it's not because of not us. Vito <laughs> Vito was awesome, and uh, hopefully Vito gets better because I'd like to talk to him again because we just we just scratched the surface on a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk to him about, and uh, hopefully it gets better. Ed, uh, you're planning a big Las Vegas convention. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, on Memorial Weekend, uh, pretty much uh, May 22nd through the 26th, we'll be having an F4W uh, convention in Vegas. And uh, I'm having, I've had a few people back out the last couple of days, but I'm still looking at over, we're still looking at over 20 members should be there for sure. So okay. it, should be a, it should be a cool little thing going on. Yeah, I'm really excited because this will be my second UFC show. I actually have to pay for this one because the last one I went to, it was free because they did it on the Marine base here. We had an ultimate fight night here. But uh, yeah. what, what what's going to be the – do you know what the main event for that show is going to be that we're going to? Oh, yeah, the main event is going to be – there's three matches that they've announced, and the main match is uh, BJ Penn will be fighting uh, Sean Shirk for the – I hope he whoops Sean Shirk's ass. Oh, I hope he commits murder. I hope he fucking murders his ass in the ring, dude. And shit, fuck Sean Shirk. I mean, you know, the guy is a good athlete. He's a decent fighter. But, 
the way he just keeps going on and on about how he's innocent from taking steroids when everything he says gets proven wrong and he just won't admit it. It's just like, admit, you fucked up, admit it, dude. Just take your suspension, live with it, deal with it, come back. You know, don't don't be a little crybaby bitch. They you know, I kind of eating all that baby food, pussy. Yeah. I kind of hope, like, BJ beats his ass, puts him in a submission, and right when he's going to tap, I hope, I hope BJ does, like, a wrestling thing and just lets go, like, you know, gets up from the pin and just keeps beating him some more. And just, he does that a few times. But uh, uh, a couple other matches, another big match is uh, Vanderlei Silva is going to be fighting Keith Jardine. So that should yeah. be a good match, you know. Uh, mm. Vanderlei's coming off the loss of uh, from Couture. I mean, Couture, I'm sorry, from Liddell. And uh, hopefully he'll be coming back strong. He'll be taking on Jardine, who beat uh, Liddell. So I'm sure whoever wins this fight might be in, in line for a title very soon. And the, the other big match is uh, could possibly be Tito Ortiz's last match in the UFC. He'll be fighting, I uh, really don't know how to say the guy's name, Machida. 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 Yeah, he'll be Ooh. fighting him. That guy's undefeated, but he's kind of a boring fighter and no one really likes him. And uh, I personally love Tito. Uh, he's a dude. I met him once. He's a really good guy. He gets a very bad rap about being an asshole, but no, he was one of the. He's the coolest fighter I've ever met, except for Matt Sarah. And uh, I hope he kicks his ass, and I hope he sets Dana off while he walks out the cage door and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I the cannot believe. Lock? <clears throat> we, we I wonder if Tito's going to come in under a different company's T-shirt when he walks in. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome if he did, like if he came in with XO lead or IFL or whatever. Hey, whatever it is, you know. That'd be a good fuck you to Dana, man. <laughs> yeah, it should be know. good. We're planning a, uh, we're going to have a big dinner that Friday night there at a Gallagher's in New York, New York. And I'm working on trying to do something here. I don't know if we'll be able to do it, but I'm going to have a, hopefully have this a big surprise. I won't go into too, too much right now, but. Hopefully we'll have a big surprise for old Chico there, and that sounds awesome. and, and embarrass the shit out of him. But yeah, it should be <laughs> cool. But uh, let me ask you guys a question. I I kept trying to call Brian and and Meltzer and 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 Fritz, and I kept trying to ask them about the world class DVD, and none of them had seen it yet. Have you guys seen it yet? Oh yes, yeah, we've seen it. Good stuff. Yeah, so, what uh, so what do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think about it? How uh, what you what do you think were the best parts of it? Kevin Von Erich, I, I never want to see another Kevin Von Erich interview because, one, it's really sad seeing him recount a lot of those memories that he went through because, unlike, you know, it was very sad seeing Gary Hart talk about the death of Gino Hernandez, but Gary Hart and Gino Hernandez weren't related. As to where Kevin Von Erich, these are all his brothers that he's talking about. And then, some of the, you know, some of the strongest bonds you have growing up is, you know, between you and a close brother in some cases, which it seems to be the case with Kevin. And it's unfortunate hearing, having to hear him recount, you know, brother's death time and time again. And also that Kevin, I, it seems like he tries to kayfabe a lot of stuff about his brothers and how bad, you know, him and his brothers really were. And it gets to the point now where he's almost believing it. And then also I was very offended by Bill Mercer's comment about the death of, uh, I want to say it was uh, Chris Von Erich, the, the younger Von Erich, about how, he committed suicide because he didn't uh, think he could hold up the Von Erich name, even though he had never lost a match. I, I don't know why that comment came out of Mercer, but those are my two biggest negatives about the DVD. 
overall, it's an awesome DVD. I think it's an awesome companion to the Heroes of World Class, which definitely gets deeper into the subject. I would like to, you know, unfortunately, it'll never be sold as a double disc, but I mean, I think that's the preferred method of watching it is to buy both discs together. And um, definitely, I think I, I think it's a really, really good, overall good DVD. I would still suggest the Heroes of World Class over it. But my favorite thing about the the WWE version, though, is it did show a whole lot more Gino Hernandez, which I've not been able to get that much footage of Gino. But I think Gino, um, he he's just an awesome, awesome guy. His in-ring wasn't the best ever, and uh, his elbow drop off the top was probably the sloppiest elbow I'd ever seen. And what I understand from watching the gold is because the, they had the hard rings or whatever. But uh, he took a horrible elbow. But uh, Gino, his promos, and just him being Gino – is just amazing and definitely something I watch, you know, because, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a half-assed pro wrestler, and definitely I try to emulate Gino a lot because Gino's really someone I look up to. Yeah, Gino was awesome. I had the pleasure of seeing him wrestle even before then. I used to uh, see him when he wrestled here with Telly Blanchard when they were the original oh, wow. Dynamic Duel. And uh, I remember oh, yeah. at that time, Gino was like the star, and Telly was just coming up and stuff, but... Yeah, Gino was awesome, dude. He was one of my favorites, dude. It's you know, it's a shame what happened to him and stuff. And I, I agree, it is it is very hard watching Kevin. There's a like, there's a I remember there's one part where he makes a statement about like that's how the cookie the cookie crumbles or something like that, and he just tries to give this smile, but you could just see you know the pain and stuff. So I feel real bad for him. And uh, yeah, like Gary going, Hart. I'm sorry. What was going on with Jimmy Garvin? Uh, Michael Hayes was kind of. <laughs> Jimmy Garvin, I remember that one combat in particular where he said that uh, Fritz always went to the bank, and, and Michael kind of acted like Jimmy was dumb for making that statement. <laughs> what? I mean, Jimmy was telling the truth right there, you know. Fritz didn't yeah. give, I don't think he really cared about anything except the money. I mean, yeah, he cared about the money more than he cared about keeping his sons in a straight line and trying to do a little... No, doing being a better father than he fucking was. I mean, I, I love the boys, but as far as Fritz, man, I I just have the most, most uh, disdain and hatred for the man, just because you know, you know, I blame him. I mean, yeah, you know, everyone does what they do on their own and shit, and they were grown people, but you know, they could have been stir- steered a little right, you know. But uh, he's the yeah, one that had a lot of the stuff covered up, so you know, he's as much to blame as the guy as the kids. Yeah. Oh, definitely, you know. yeah. And then, you know, the way he exploded everything and then, like, the heart attack angle. Oh, I mean, bad. that was... Oh, that, that, was that wasn't a heart attack, was it? That was, I mean, Kevin said it wasn't a heart attack. <sighs> they said a heart attack on the air. <laughs> by, by the time they got to that point, uh, I, I don't think... I wasn't watching it as hardcore as I had been, but from what I remember, it wasn't like a... I don't, they might not have said heart attack, but they always gave help updates, like, every week about him being better or him being worse. So, I mean, they might not have actually said it, but that's what they implied and that's what everyone thought. I mean, that's what I thought happened back in the day. Actually, you know what? I, I do, I, you know, we're talking about heart attack angles, and I just bought Royal Rumble 97, which was actually at the Alamo Dome in Texas. And um, they were yeah, showing was highlights of this. Oh, really? You were front row for that one? Yeah, well, I was like third row for that. Oh, Wow. And they were showing highlights of that year's Survivor Series, and I forgot, but didn't they do a heart attack angle with Jose Lothario with the Survivor Series with Sid hit him with the camera? 
I think they did. I, I, I'm thinking they did. I don't really remember, but I'm pretty sure they did. And, uh, it's, but it's, it's happened amazing. a few times since then. You know, I, what are some other heart attack angles? I can't, I can't, re- I remember that one, and then I remember, I, I never saw the trip. Then didn't Ric Flair have, like, an act, well, almost actually have a heart attack on the show one time? On no, Monday? no, no, no. It was, it was, it was a way to get him out so he could have his shoulder surgery. He got, he got oh. hurt in New Japan on tour, and it was the way that they wrote him out to, to get his shoulder done. Uh huh. Oh, I know what else. Showed him, showed, showed him Benjamin's mama had a heart attack or something. God. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone that had too serious. Man. Hey, KC, what are your thoughts on the on the world class DVD? I'm sorry. What did you say? Not me. Um, yeah. WWE put their their slant on it, but those that would go to the same retailers to buy that that set would have also gotten the world-class set by the heroes because I've seen in a few stores that they were put right directly next to each other. So people would go in and buy not just one, they would buy both. And they, like Alex said, they both, you know, they're great companions. Same as the WWE ECW and the Forever Hardcore. They were both, you know, good companions. Um, I think that the story has pretty much been told. Um, I was impressed with the WWE one because I definitely needed a video quality up, upgrade for the for the uh, Flair Flair Carry Cage Christmas night. Uh, I did need an upgrade of that footage, so I applaud them for putting that on. And if they would not have put that match on that on that set, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have worked. The whole set would not have worked because that was the angle that that jump started that territory into what it became. Now, Vince was smart to put that on there. Because if he wouldn't have, the set wouldn't have meant shit. What do you think? Yeah, that's true. Uh, man, I remember. I just, I'm just getting All these memories are coming back to that time. I mean, I remember I was actually at, he was either, you know, Michael Hayes says he only came in for two shows. I'm thinking that his first show was here in San Antonio. And uh, I remember him coming out and cutting a promo. And, you know, I just remember, yeah, but, you know, because, Back then, it was it was basically it was just the Von Erichs and Kabuki, and then you had guys like Erwin uh, or just uh, Hussein, you know, Bundy. just a bunch of, you know, guys who weren't like yeah Bundy too. Bundy was kind of big, but he was, I think he was leaving around that time, and then uh, from the Fevers came in. That was just when he started to get more talent. You know, you got them. You got uh, Jimmy Garvin came in, and then you know a few other people, Chris Adams, Iceman. Yeah. That was like right at the time when they just started to explode, and uh, I remember, man, I used to go to uh, this place down here, the Freeman Coliseum, or as Michael Hayes would call it back in the day, uh, Joe Henry and your mama's place. And uh, <laughs> I remember the, the Fort Worth TVs, the promos were, were awesome, uh, because they did have the two shows, they had the, the one that, was, that aired in Dallas, and Fort Worth had their own TV. And it was it was different with the the promos were I don't know what it was they they the boys seemed to seemed to bring out something different as far as for the Fort Worth TV I I don't understand what it was I guess the Dallas peop, uh, market they didn't you know they just had the Von Erichs on top they didn't need anything to draw but um no, I have a, I have a question for awesome. Ed I have a question for Ed uh, segueing away from world class mm-hmm. um I, I, this is a this is a popular question of mine. 
What other DVDs would you like to see WWE release that they haven't yet? Just personal favorites. Don't worry about what they would sell. Just personal favorites. Okay, well, I would really like to see uh, uh, the Von Erich Freebird feud and have them put about maybe 10 or a dozen matches. Mm-hmm. You because know, they had like maybe one or two on on this DVD, and uh, but they didn't have you know there's a strap match with David Von Erich and Terry Gordy that was awesome. There was just countless other matches. There's uh, the one at the at the Firecracker Spectacular. Uh, it was like a two out of three that was fucking incredible. And uh, I, I like to see a DVD of of just like matches of the of the two teams. I'd also like to see a Tommy Dreamer versus Raven feud DVD. No I think that would. I think that would no be need. awesome. I didn't. I didn't get ECW at that time. I I just remember reading about it on uh, the freaking aftermags, and uh, you know I always heard so much about it. And, you know, and you know I saw I've seen you know some DVDs that they've put out where there's a match here or a match there, and you know I've learned a little bit. But I, I I would like to see like the whole history of that feud because it was a long feud and a lot of shit happened on that one. I think that would be cool. Um, there there is a, there is a set floating around. Um, I'd I will also, call you after the show. So, oh, cool. I'd also like to see a uh, a Ricky Steamboat, like a best of Ricky Steamboat, the Ricky Steamboat story. Oh yeah. Rick, Ricky's been one of my favorites. I remember watching him and Jay Youngblood against. Oh yeah. Uh, going in this year? Uh, I think I'm not sure. Um, I think for they could hold back. It's 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 Flair's show. We know that. I would hold back on Steamboat this year. Start production on a set for him, and then put him in next year and release it around Hall of Fame time. That yeah, that would be business wise. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to think. I'd also like to see a best of like the '80s tag teams, and you know, just have a uh, and not just WWE tag team. I'm talking about you know having to do a thing with Midnight Express, the Fantastics, the Sheep Herders, not the Bushwhackers, and uh, <laughs> the Rockers. The Rockers, Fabulous Ones, like the Steamboat, Youngblood. What was your favorite incarnation of the Midnight Express? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I, as far as, as the match quality, I'd go with Eden and, and Lane. But uh, it, it depends. I mean, I love the Fantastics and, and their feud in, in World Class when it was uh, Eden and uh, Land, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Condry. That was a good feud. But I think I think as far as uh, match wide, I'd, I'd go Eden and Lane. Mm. And you know you can't you cannot argue the fact that Condry and Eaton drew money in Mid South. You cannot oh, yeah. argue that fact. They lit that territory on fire, and not just with the rock and rolls. They did the thing before with Watts. They did the thing with with uh, uh, Wrestling Two and Magnum. You know those guys. You know they don't. I don't think they get enough credit. Um, I think the Midnight Express, Condry and Eaton, I think would probably be the greatest tag team ever. Yeah, pretty close to it, man. I mean, at, can, at least in the top five. And and there's an argument for for them to be number one. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You know. But of course, there are like you say, there are other tag teams where you could say that. But it's just all what do you call it? Your person's personal opinion and stuff. Exactly. But uh. But, but that's, what, that's what makes discussions fun, Ed. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like I don't think this, this this team that I'm about to say is, I don't think a lot of people would put them up there because they weren't there for as long. But had Eddie and Art Barr stay together for a few oh, more God, years. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. You could definitely make an argument for them to be. Oh, you know, it's a shame because when Art died, they they were ready to, they were just about to go to New Japan as a tag team. And they would have just ruled it. And they would have went on to, to also work ECW and then, you know, they would have followed the same career path as Eddie. And it was a shame. You can get a three-disc set of Los Gringos Locos, BobBarnett.com, by that set. I don't think Eddie would have became what he became if Hart would have stayed alive. Oh, he, he definitely. Eddie had no personality back in the, those days in AAA. No, he he had no personality whatsoever. All the was personality art. was Art. Eddie was just a worker. And what Eddie became, you, you see so much of what he took from Art. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was That's almost exactly like watching. what happened. I, I I got that feeling, Ed, that that when when Art passed away, he he, for some somehow some way I, he merged with Eddie, and then he Eddie moved on. It it, it it's just amazing, really, because you could look at Eddie's later work and you see a lot of Art, and yeah, it's really creepy. Yeah, it really is. But you know, it's a shame that that Art left so early. You know, he was just getting started. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's just so many guys who left early. I mean, that like him, Eddie Gilbert, uh, Pillman, David Von Eric. I mean, a lot of groundbreakers died way before their time, man. And it's sad because, you know, the wrestling would be totally different now if a lot of these guys would have survived. You know. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree. Yeah. And uh, let me. Uh, we're talking about tag teams. This. Let me throw my dream tag team out, and then maybe you guys can see what you guys think about that. My drag, dream tag team uh, would have been David Von Erich and Terry Funk. As, Ooh, as I haven't seen, well, well, oh, seen him in Florida. Von Erich. I haven't seen him in Florida as heels, right? Yeah, as heels. I know I know David Ooh. and Dory, Dory teamed up, but I think David and Terry, because David was like a younger, more athletic version of, of uh, Terry Funk. And I think them as heels would have just been one of the greatest heel tag teams ever, you know. They would have killed Dusty. <laughs> yeah, that would have been an they awesome They would have killed shoot. the fat man. <laughs> it's wow. unfortunate, well, uh, Terry Gordy, uh, you know, speaking of Texas and world class, it's unfortunate. I don't think people give Terry Gordy enough credit for as good as he was because, honestly, he's one of the best wrestlers I've seen in, in my lifetime. Terry was just amazing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Terry was freaking awesome. I'll never forget this one time it was at the uh, at that, that Freeman Coliseum. It was Terry Gordy and Chick Donovan against Killer Khan and General Skandar Akbar. And, and Terry and Killer were going at it. I swear to God, I thought they were fighting for real. I literally <laughs> thought they – because Chick Donovan and Akbar, they stopped fighting. They started watching like everyone else. And uh, I remember I almost got thrown out because I started tilting Akbar with uh, popcorn and shit. But uh, I, I swear to God, I thought they were fighting for real. Nothing about that with what went on in front of me looked fake at all. They were jacking the shit out of each other. It was intense and it was brutal. And, and I was like, you know, at that time I was already starting to figure out that wrestling wasn't real. But when I saw that, I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it, maybe everyone else is wrong. Maybe this shit is real, you know. <laughs> Everything else is fake, but that's real. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All right, Ed, we're going to knock you off the line so we can go to our hour break. Um, thank you for gracing us. We are now officially over. 
You have called into Observer Live, you called in Between the Ropes, and you have called into Rubber Guard Radio. So we are officially over. Thanks for calling in, Ed. Uh, no Hopefully, problem, Hopefully uh, you'll call in again. Uh, no problem, man. Talk to you guys soon. All right, brother. Thank you. All righty. We've gone through one hour so far. Um, we're going to hit our one-hour break. Uh, the second hour is – actually, you know what? I uh, I missed to plug the sponsor in the first hour. Uh, the first hour of Rubber Guard Radio was brought to you by our sponsor, WrestleWarehouse.com. Uh, if you need lucha masks, uh, DVDs, all kinds of uh, swag, uh, go to WrestleWarehouse.com and tell Jeff, the owner, that KZ from Rubber Guard Radio sent you. And the second hour is brought to you by our very brand spanking new sponsor, FogCityWrestling.com. Um, I'm not going to hold anything back. Uh, I got into bed with Fog City this morning. And I am very happy and proud that I have. Uh, Rubber Guard Radio will be going through some changes in the uh, very near future as far as guests are concerned. Um, we'll be getting, I'm not going to drop any names, but we're going to be getting a few higher profile guests. That, that's all I'm going to say there. So once again, check them out, FogCityWrestling.com. All right, now we're done with paying the bills. Wow, that was quite a talk with, uh, with Ed there. That was interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm happy we were able to get into some world-class TV discussion because he's wanted to do that for a while, and uh, Brian and Fritz hadn't watched the DVD yet, and I watched the DVD when it first came out, so happy we were able to finally have that discussion with him. Cool, cool. Okay, now, since uh, since we launched our website, rubberguardradio.com, um, we do have a couple blogs posted so far. We have one by Vengeance David Fuller talking about being smaller in the business on the independent level. Uh, it's a pretty good read. Um, tomorrow morning we will have another blog posted by myself. and Who the hell knows what's going to go on in that one. Um, and also we'll have one uh, posted by Seattle-based independent worker, Matt Farmer, which should be fun. Um, let's see. Do we have any callers on the line? We do. This must be the boss man, Jeff. What's going on, Jeff? Jeff? Can you hear me? Okay, let me patch Jeff in here. Okay, I am long-winded. Um, yeah, since uh, we did launch our website, we are giving away a prize pack, uh, three Revolution DVDs. Uh, you can email me your info, and we're going to put it all into a into a hat. We're going to do a drawing. Uh, 9 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday, I'll do the drawing. And the email address is rubberguardradio.com at yahoo.com and what's going on jeff what's up man how you doing brother good is this the alex saint show did, <laughs> I, did i did i call the right number every day yes, you did I'm, I'm gonna step out and have a beer while you guys talk so <clears throat> we went to loi on sunday jeff what uh where are some thoughts of that show on sunday yes i thought it was a, i thought it was a fun show um it was the second second show in a row with uh Psychosis, and he's always fun to see. Uh-huh. Have you Psychosis seen the card for said, the next LOI show? What's that? Have you seen the card for the next LOI show? Um, I, you know what? I glanced at it. I really, I really couldn't tell you who's on it, though. I did see... He's not having a big uh, level main eventer on there. What's that? He's not having a big level uh, Lucidor on there from what I've seen. Um, I do remember seeing Super Astro on there. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I I couldn't tell you who was facing who though. I I do remember him though. 
I know uh, Petty Officer Jones is booked. Is that the same day as he, is that, when is that show? That show's on the 9th. Oh, okay. It's in two weeks. So, um, yeah, if you're in the Oceanside area, go check out the LLI show. It, it'll be a good time. Um, yeah, it's at, the, it's at the Show Palace right off Mission, off the 5. They're doing better and better every show, I have to say that. Yeah, you know what the show the the shows are getting are getting better and better. There's there's more and more and more and more fans that are coming every single show. It's really it's really turning into a great thing uh, for LOII and obviously San Diego for you know a company that's growing and growing every you know they're running two shows a month and they're getting more and more people every show. So that that really should show you something. People are definitely getting behind them. Caller, jump in. Hello? Who am I speaking with? Yeah, this is Superfan Paul. Yeah, what's up? How's it going? What's up, brother? Oh, Paul. Hey, what's up, Alex? Awesome. We can talk about the Epic Show now. Yeah, that's what I was going to call um, and talk to, to you guys about. How was yeah, so, live? So for anybody, who did, for anybody who doesn't know, there was an Epic Show uh, in New Hall on Saturday night. Um, and they, what are they, Alex? They run once a month? Uh, yeah, I think they run once a month. Cool. How was it seeing Teddy Hart live? Oh, that was fun. Um, like that one move, like it was basically um, what he get him in a fisherman suplex, and then he DDT'd him. Remember? Oh yeah. Oh, I remember the power bomb onto the knees too. That yeah, was the insane. Yeah, the power bomb into a you know, backcracker or whatever. How was it seeing the Young Bucks' heel? That was kind of different, like. They didn't seem like um, heels to me, you know, like, but, um, you know, when they were on the mic, like, yeah, they got some heel, heel heat, you know, like, they were, um, you know, talking about Marcus Riot, you know, and Teddy Hart, you know, getting heel heat from, from, you know, making fun of them, but, yeah, I couldn't, I didn't really, you know, see them as uh, heels, I guess, I, you know, I have to see more of them as heels. I thought, I thought what, what did you think about it, Jeff? Uh, to me, I, I didn't really see them as heels at all. Um, just because they're over so well as, as faces, really. Um, even when they were talking crap on the mic, I think I thought they were still coming off as, as being baby faces. They were just being cocky baby faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they even so have you... uh, the Umbop song still as heels. I mean, if they had like some... You know, different um, music. Or yeah, like, if they're going to be if they're going to be heels, they need to come out for like Megadeth or something like that. Well, you know what? There's one thing that we do need to talk about. Uh, something very serious happened at the Epic Show. Uh, Devilishly sexy. Uh, Devilishly sexy is awesome. And for anybody who hasn't seen them yet, you need to look them up and see when they're going to be coming back as a as a trio, because the three of them were just unbelievable together. They pretty much made the show for me, other than seeing Teddy Hart uh, live for the first time. But I thought those guys were just, they really did put on an awesome show. We saw uh, the Cutler Brothers at the AWS show a couple weeks ago. It was me, Paul, Jeff. And um, the Cutler Brothers, they were doing a, a wacky workout gimmick that didn't, it was, it was okay. It was, it was what it was. But seeing them come out with Sexy Sunny Samson, I'd never seen so much personality in those guys. That was just amazing. It really was a good gimmick, and they really played it off really well. They really did. 
I just, I mean, I, you know what? I don't think there's any much more to say about it except you have to just see it live. <laughs> it's the funniest stuff I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so every, every other every other like spot was like just like they were doing like you know um you know gay gay stuff you know it was just like hilarious you know got them over like with the crowd and so suburban commandos yeah I mean that was the first time seeing them and yeah I mean those guys can work really well especially the um the skinny guy I don't know you know what his name is but yeah the guy can work and. Yeah, they're really good. They're from up here. They're from Sacramento. Oh, yeah? And, I'm telling you, you didn't yeah. see the best of the Commandos. The Commandos were much better than what they were on Saturday. Yes. And so, um, how about Nikki and Cholo? What are your thoughts on that match? Well, I thought it was um, a pretty good, um, you know, they had a more Lucha style, you know, like, um, you know, and... um. I haven't seen too much of Nikki's work. I mean, I, I saw her at um, Viva Lucha, like, last year. Um, she was in a tag team match with, I believe, the little guy from Nacho Libre, and then Kenneth LeRae had another um, mini with her. It was a pretty fun match, you know, like, a w- women um, in the match, and then they had um, the minis. So, yeah, it was pretty fun. But I haven't seen, like, um, too much of her work, you know, as a singles wrestler. But yeah, it was it was a pretty good match. Um, she took a a hard bump like to the um side of the, of the ring. You remember that spot? spot? That, that was that wasn't just a hard bump. That was a power bomb to the side of the ring yeah. on the outside. That was that's what it was. That was that was just that made people look away. That power bomb. Yeah, I have to say I've seen Nikki wrestle uh, because I guess I, I don't I don't know exactly. I guess her gimmick and epic is that she wrestles guys, and I've seen her against Joey Ryan. And against Ryan Drago, and Joey Joey did the stick, which I mean he could stick anybody in the stick, and then it'll it'll work. It'll it'll be a Joey match, and then uh, Ryan Drago. It was it was definitely different, but Drago didn't work her style, and Cholo worked Nikki's style, and that was the best I had seen of Nikki live. And I have to say, uh, Cholo. From what I've seen, Cholo, I mean, what what are your opinions on Little Cholo? Um, I've only seen like um, a couple of his matches, like not not live. I mean, um, I believe the last time I saw Cholo was at the AWS, and then um, before the AWS show, um, a couple years ago in Arizona, he had a four way match with R2K, and I think Silver Tiger was in it, and another guy. And it was a pretty good match, like, <clears throat> since those guys, um, oh, yeah, Junior, that's who the other guy was. Um, it was an elimination match, and um, the two guys um, at the end were Lil Cholo and Junior. And since they, you know, they worked um, well with each other, you know, in the past, and then they, you know, worked a lot with each other in uh, WPW, um, it's a pretty good match. You know, it was, you know, a lot of high-flying and lucha style, and um, seeing... Um, Cholo do the Cholo special for the first time live. It was pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I he's a pretty good um, pretty good uh, luchador. I mean, lucha style wrestler. But yeah, that's um all I've seen of him. Just like you know, two matches. Um, the other match from EWS, he fought uh, Hardcore Kid Aaron Aguilera. Yeah. Um, enough about the epic show. Um, 
I broke. I, I didn't break some news earlier. I announced some news earlier that uh, Carl, it seems that Carl Machine Gun Anderson is going to start taking dates from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, I know. I don't know how familiar either of y'all are with Japan, but um, what do you think about Carl going to Japan? Um, I think it's a. Um, you know, if it's you know, what's he what's he want to do with uh, with with his career? You know, um, I give him credit. You know, like um. Like to see more of him in uh, SoCal, you know. I mean, he's only done a couple of shows for SoCal Pro, and and you know he got over really well in SoCal Pro. Um, you know, his last match that he did was against um, Alcatraz back in June, and you know fans like enjoyed you know the match and enjoy you know Carl Anderson being there, and I just you know would like him to you know do one more show if, if that's possible. But I don't know if um, he's able to. Since you know he's taking, um, taking, um, you know, going to Japan, but yeah, you know, that's what he wants to do. So, what do you what do you think about um, him going to Japan? I think Carl's awesome. Um, I've seen Carl does a lot of crowd talking and stuff like that, and it's gonna be it's just gonna be really interesting seeing Carl in Japan. I definitely think he'll fit because he trained for a while at the New Japan Dojo, and I, I definitely think that he knows how to how to work in a Japanese style. It's going to be very interesting. Um, I want to see how much of the machine gun gimmick that he's able to get out in Japan. Um, it, it's just, I'm, I'm very interested to see it. Uh, do you know how long he's, um, he plans to stay? I mean, like he said it's going to be for, I don't know how long he just, I read his blog, and he said, like, you know, he's just, you know, done with, U.S. Um, for you know for a certain amount of time, but I don't. I mean, do you know anything about that? Uh, no, I've not heard anything about that. I just heard the the blog where he referenced some uh, New Japan wrestlers and kind of said that's where he was going. And um, I'm just really excited about the prospects of Carl in New Japan. It's it's going to be good stuff. So uh, I, I I have to agree with you on that, Alex. I think I think it could be really good for him in the long run. To get him get himself out there internationally, I mean, he's made a name for himself around here. A lot of people know who he is. He's wrestled all over the country, and you know, so it's it's pretty much the next step for him. So Jeff, uh, you see any good DVDs lately? Good DVDs. Uh, I just I just watched uh, today. I watched the the new Rambo movie. <laughs> How was that? Uh, it was good. It was very good. I'm a, a big Rambo fan. I don't want to get anybody in trouble for, you know, bootlegging, so I won't mention where I got it from, but thank you if you're listening. <laughs> uh, Paul, have you seen any good DVDs lately? Well, um, for, I mean, not wrestling-wise, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just rented um, this movie um, called Chaos. It's with uh, Jason Statham, the guy from Transporter, uh, Wesley Snipes, and Ryan Philippi. And it's pretty um, good, um, you know, action movies, like a cop movie. And there's, like, a twist at the end. You know, I'm not going to give it away, but, you know, if you want to check it out, it's pretty, pretty good movie. I actually just bought American Gangster. I've not seen it yet, but I'm really excited to watch it. It looks like a really good movie with Denzel Washington in it and Russell Crowe, and I'm really excited to see that movie. Uh, have you seen uh, War with, yeah, with the Jason Statham and uh, uh, Jet Li? No, how is that? Oh, there. That has another twist to it. Like I don't know his um, Jason Tatum movies. Like 
like the ones I've seen, like uh, Chaos and War, yeah, they have like twists at the end, and it kind of has the same story um, in both of them, but um, I mean, you know, different like, you know, um, actors in it, but yeah, I mean, it has the same kind of story. I mean, he's a cop, and you know, there's something that goes wrong with like um, who he's associated with, and then you know, the end has like a twist. But yeah, you should you know check them out. Well, uh, let's, I think we should get back on the wrestling talk a little bit. <laughs> well, I was going to get on the I was going to get a wrestling just real quick though. Uh, without going too 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 far into it, uh, Epic they did run a controversial angle at the show, and uh, basically all I have to say is that you know. If, if you were if you were in the angle, you know, just uh, man up to it, you know, and just say, you know, I was in it, and you know, we felt it was right at the time, and then you know. What are you talking? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, Epic, they they did uh they did a hosting oh. angle at the show. And, oh, I didn't know I didn't know we were back on Epic. Yeah, I. That's basically all I want to say about it. If you if you were in the angle, you know. This man up and say, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, we agreed with it at the time, and, and now in hindsight, you know, maybe it wasn't the best thing. But um, that, that's all I'm going to say about it. I don't, don't want to go too far into it. <laughs> what were we going to talk about, Jeff? Well, I, uh, are we not talking about that? <laughs> no, I mean, unless, unless you have anything to say about it, I mean. I, I don't have anything positive to say, so let's move on. <laughs> okay. <there you> go. <laughs> There you go. All right, so anybody who is interested uh, uh, this weekend who's up in the San Francisco, Newark area, there is a show happening. It's a, uh, a one-day one day show, which uh, you can come visit Wrestle Warehouse at, uh, be selling merchandise. It's uh, over at Big Time Wrestling. So anybody who knows about them, uh, come out to the show uh, all day. Uh, you can come out and buy some merchandise, meet some wrestlers. I'm excited for Tracy Brooks. We will be there strong. So will Tracy Brooks. Tracy Brooks will be there. Tracy Brooks will be there. Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, Harley Race, Rob Van Dam, Honky Tonk Man, uh, Frankie Kazarian. Uh, It's going to be all day. I think it's from 9 to 5, and then there's wrestling at 7. So, um, and then there's a party in my apartment after. Oh, wait. No. K-Fabe that. K-Fabe that. <laughs> All right. Awesome, awesome. Are you still on the line, Polly? Yeah, I am. Um, oh, you're still there. Yeah, I am. Uh, uh, what, what are the good places to eat after a show, dude, down there? In San Diego? Yes, sir. I'll be down oh, on the 15th. The Denny's off of Carlsbad Village Drive is one of them. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I like I like IHOPs. That's that's my favorite. I'm not a fan of. Oh really? You like IHOP? Oh well, shit. Yeah. There's an IHOP out here, brother. No, oh, I, I I have to agree with Alex. The uh, the Denny's is just you know, hey, come on guys, let's let's get a new place. Hey, is Pizza Port <laughs> open? Is Pizza Port open um after the show, Jeff? No, it's too late. Oh, it's too late. Well, there you go. But you know, Alex and Jeff, come next Sunday morning when you eat my wife's. Magical chocolate chip waffles. You will never eat at IHOP again. You will fly up here to eat her fucking waffles. Okay, <laughs> they blow anything IHOP away does away. But that that's a that's a whole different story. Paul, I'm going to cut you off so we can take some uh, different callers here. All right. Uh, thanks for calling in and and dropping some uh, San Diego knowledge. I really appreciate it. I know. Um, I hope you guys have fun on um, this weekend with the uh, um, big time wrestling. 
um, show and the convention. Oh, it will be fun, and I will see you in a couple weeks. All right, cool, man. All righty, brother. Thanks right. for calling in. All right, later. Uh, wow. Speaking of Colin, can you believe Colin Delaney with a three-year contract? I can't believe it. What do you think, Al? Oh, man, uh, it's awesome for Colin. I mean, uh, there's a lot of good guys on the indie scene. I would like to get uh, see good contracts. And uh, Colin, I mean, uh, I was talking to one of my friends about it last night who follows Shakar as well. And Colin, he's, he's really, really good. And um, I feel bad for Jimmy Olsen, though. I don't know where Jimmy Olsen's career is going to take him after this, after losing Colin. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm happy for Colin. Are they going to rename him Colin Whipwreck? <laughs> I don't know what they well. They might call him Colin Delaney. I mean, uh, Jimmy Delaney or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, hey, you never know. You know, he Colin is pulling off that Mikey Whiprap character, except he doesn't have the wacky promos that Mikey had. That you know. You know, everybody says that he's pulling off the Mikey character, but the Mi- Mikey, it was different with Mikey. I think the Mikey character that he's pulling off is the Mikey they they showed in, in the, the Rise and Fall. In the Rise and Fall DVD, that's the way they best described the Mikey character was he was, you know, he got beat up a lot. But, I mean, Mikey's gimmick was he was just really scared. <laughs> he did win matches, though. I remember he was a television champion. He beat Jason. I mean, he yeah, won matches. True. And then uh, the evolution of the Mikey character was what was awesome. Mikey going from uh, he was really scared till he got... He became unscared after the Cactus Jack feud. And then he moved on. Justin, uh, I remember the Justin Credible feud uh, when they first started getting pay-per-views. And then um, evolution of him and Tajiri as a team, which was awesome. Oh, they were great. That that Hammerstein Ballroom tournament was awesome. Um, Unfortunately, that's not on DVD. Cam. Yeah, that it's only on fun. Fan Unfortunately, it's not on a major DVD. <clears throat> but still, I mean... Rob and Gabe did a real good job of filming it. You know, it was you knew it was a fan cam, but it wasn't you know as shaky as their usual fan cam stuff was. But I do have a caller from the two hundred six. Caller, welcome to Rebel Guard Radio. Who am I speaking with? Okay, my board's acting kind of funny. This is Jeff with SoCal Pro. Thanks for having me on. Uh, hi, Jeff. Caller from the two hundred six. Who am I speaking with? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Wow. Well, you're one step above Wrestling Observer Live. <laughs> is this the BDR? No, this is like uh, the cooler than the BDR. Up, oh, Terry Fierro. Planet Fierro. <laughs> Welcome to Rogue Guard. How you doing, brother? I'm thinking about becoming a chiropractor. <laughs> Please, you can definitely... I, I need a new Mark Doctor in my life, so... Please do. Oh, I'll hook you up, brother. <laughs> Mine, mine's, in, mine's on trial in Atlanta, so I need a, <laughs> another hookup. Yeah, well, I just wanted to call in, say hi to you guys, uh, plug my podcast uh, available. Podcast. Podcast. I, I basically uh, take other people's radio shows, take out the good parts, and put them on mine, and call it my own. Well, you're more than welcome to... To take that Vito, Vito DiNucci promo from last Thursday, uh, that promo. Uh, yeah, I think that's good enough play on the uh, mainstream shows as it is. <laughs> hey, man, that was good stuff. Vito does the best Dusty impression ever. Yeah, yeah but, I, I have a question. Who's Colin Delaney? 
Why am I hearing about this dude so much? He was a worker for Chicago. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, he's like this. He's like this. Uh, isn't he a sh- uh, one of the Chicago guys? Is that how you say it? Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Is that Chicago ever going to come up to Seattle? That's my real question. Actually, they could headline with Sweeney Alvarez three. Sweeney Alvarez three. Well, I would promote that, but Brian Alvarez is scared of me because I get the truth. I'm the straight shooter. I <laughs> called him out. We were going to raise five thousand dollars for charity to do a shoot interview, and Brian Alvarez backed out because he doesn't want me outing him because I hey, know his secret. Hey, Terry, do you do you go any shows up there? Uh, there's like. Do I run any shows? Yeah, do you go any you shows in the Washington area? Do I go any? I, you know, I haven't been to a live wrestling show since uh, WrestleMania 19. Mm. Oh wow, it was good. You mean? Did you guys, you did you guys see the, it? The 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 two little championship wrestling show a couple weeks the, ago with that Matt the, Farmer put uh, put on. Uh, yeah, it's like eight bucks a ticket and like uh, wow. a half hour away. <laughs> Well, you know, I figured since, you know, it was Tulips, you'd be there. Well, I am Tulips, yeah. There's there's a lot of Indians up there. But the uh, the reason why uh, Buddy Wayne and Brian Alvarez and all those guys can wrestle there, uh, well, they all have to drug test, for one, because it's on, it's on an Indian reservation. So you uh, get to, it's legit, so you get to bypass all the, uh, state of Washington uh, laws and wrestling commissions. Well, there you but go. Yeah, the the independent scene here in Washington's just dead. <laughs> and uh I don't know, I got better things to do with my time on a uh, weekend evening than uh go watch a bunch of amateurs. Uh sounds like fun, but Alvarez has a restraining order against me and that's kind of uh hurt my entertainment activities now. Dude thinks I'm stalking him. Okay. Well, Terry, thank you for calling in. It was definitely entertaining. And you oh, I called you? Some, uh, you? You have some new uh, audio to put on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So uh, you can get it at better websites everywhere. Uh, EverybodyLovesTerry.com. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we, we have some fun with the podcast. And, uh, we've never had Rubber Guard Radio on it before in the uh, two weeks since we've launched. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to now. Please rip us off. Please rip us Please. off. Please rip us off. I don't care as long as anybody out there is listening to any piece of my show. I don't give a fuck. I know. I'm like tuned in. I'm like, whoa, people are listening. It's like all, all the haters always say no one listens. I'm like, oh, well, wow. what? Other people you know, are listening. Terry, the download numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie, and neither do the IP addresses. So they all don't right, lie. but. But yeah, I'm a uh, I'm a uh, gonna be promoting Alvarez Sweeney three here, and uh, we're gonna run it at uh, Safeco Expedition Center. Twenty five dollars for golden golden circle jerk uh, tickets. Uh, I may have to fly up for that one. Yeah, yeah, Kid Zombie's gonna be there, and uh, Mitty. Oh God! Oh, I guess him and I will be in the semi. So. And M. Rob is going to be uh, the uh, ringside doctor with his passing morphine out the pump. gimmicks. Passing out the gimmicks. Tremendous. Tremendous. All right. All right. Terry, All right. You internet radio, radio guys, take care. All right, brother. Glad to be out.
Okay. It just goes to show you that anything can happen here on Rubber Guard Radio. Okay, before we took Terry's call, where were we, boys? Um, I don't know, but I'm watching Masala Kenta for Ring of Honor. Oh, well, there you go. What's going on there, Jeff? Oh, not much. <laughs> well, just... professionalism has officially gone out the window for this show. But that's okay. There's nothing wrong with having fun from time to time. Can't have a serious show all the time. <laughs> uh, that, do you know who's booked for that show this weekend? Uh, the big time show, Jeff? Uh, yeah. It's, um... I'm pretty sure Kazarian's booked, which, you know, that's a quality match anyway, no matter who he's yeah, in there it's, with. Um, it's uh, Gail Kim versus Tracy Brooks. Yes. Uh, it's Frankie Kazarian against Chris Masters. Oh, that should be good. Uh, Jason Styles against Eugene. Jason, St- I can't stand Jason Styles, but <laughs> you know he's part owner, so. Uh, the Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine against uh, Le Emperor and Dash Riprock. That is going to be fun. Alex, you are going to mark out so much for Lampour, okay? This guy, I'm going to break kayfabe, that's Kirk White. That's the boss. And he is an amazing worker for what he does. And that's all I'm saying, okay? He is hilarious. I'd love to see him work a lucha show to, uh, you know, be the, the, the obnoxious French heel in, in a lucha crowd. But that's money. You you got to get Oscar to bring him down for an LLII show. So who are the Bowers booked with? Um, interesting that they have split them up for some reason, which makes no sense to me. But uh, Jim Neidhart uh, against Shannon Ballard. Hmm. And uh, Chico Navarro and Ryan Van Cool against Shane Ballard with Wild Storm against Shoot to Thrill. Hmm. Interesting. That's a three-way. Okay, and there's another dude uh, that uh, a gentleman that worked in your last show, um, uh, Crazy uh, Kid, Crazy uh, Brandon Brandon Bonham. Yeah, who's he, who's he booked with? Uh, he's not on the show. No. Okay, I thought he was booked no. on the show for some odd reason. I think oh, I think right. he's work he's working that next uh, Fog City show I believe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's booked for Fog City. That's right. He's uh he's in there with uh oh geez we're gonna we're gonna run it down next Tuesday. Next Tuesday is gonna be a Fog City exclusive show. Uh, when is when is their show next weekend? Yeah, it's next weekend. It's the eighth. Um, okay. Yeah, he's booked. He's booked on that show. It's uh I cannot I I can't remember who he's working, but. The uh, the boss Caesar Black of the Fog City calls him the anti cruiserweight. Um, he is a cruiserweight, but he's a more ground based Dean Malenko type. So it's going to be a, a, a Bonham who's the insane flyer against this this rather grounded guy. So it's going to be a kind of a clash of styles. Um, but yeah, that that Fog City show shaming up to be pretty cool. But we're not going to talk about that. That's that's uh, Tuesday night. Um, but yeah, it looks to be fun. Um, Kirk White always puts on a solid show. Um, 
what you see is what you get, you know, and, and the guys that come out and they work hard for him. Um, I'm going to go on record and say that uh, the Gazarian match should steal the show because um, Frank is good, and, and I'd like to see Masters go in a non-WWE, you know, setting. What do you think, Jeff? I, I think that'll be interesting. Um, I have not seen him uh, other than in WWE, so I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what he's going to do uh, and what he can do not being, uh, you know, in WWE. I'm going to be honest. I won't say how big he is. Yeah, I mean, you know what? And the, the same goes for uh, for Eugene as well, um, because I've seen some of his other stuff, and he's he's a good wrestler, but they just they just put him with a shitty gimmick. Um, and so I, you know, we'll 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 see if he's if he's doing the full gimmick or if he's going to actually work a match. He's given it up. That, though that's what I've heard. So you know, yeah. from from what they're promoting him, he's he's going as Eugene. So you know, who knows if they're doing that just for you know publicity or if he's or if he's going to be yeah, uh, publicity. He's going to he's going to come out. It'll be Nick. Yeah, uh, Mr. Wrestling Nick Dinsmore. I prefer that character over the Eugene. Um, I think everybody the, does. Have you seen the matches with Benoit? The uh, from OVW TV. Alex, I'm pretty sure you have. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that much OVW. Oh, oh shit! That's right. I was. Oh, sorry. My fault. I was supposed to send you something. I can't remember everything, man. It's amazing to me how many people Ring of Honor draws. I I personally don't watch the product anymore. I I just I just assume not. You know, it it's the same thing for for Gorilla. I just I just won't watch it. It's nothing special. It just doesn't yeah, activate me. I, I think we're all in the same boat with Ring of Honor. Just why? You know, I mean, I I, I don't I don't understand Gabe's booking. Um, he's just bringing in guys to bring in guys, and it's it just doesn't make sense. Which Chikara, on the other hand, everything makes sense. Um, the majority of their workers are in house. They're trained by Quack. And they're brought through that way, and everything that they do on those shows makes sense. Everybody has their place, and they know their place, and they know their role in the card, and they know not to do do too much because you build up towards the main event. Now, Ring of Honor, no, you see Necro Butcher power bombing some dude through a through four tables in the first match. Now, that is not wrestling. I grew oh, up saw, where you had, you had your guys. <laughs> Remember yeah, that match, Jeff, Chris Hero, and El Generico? I mean, they, they went out there and had a main event quality match in the opening. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Cow Palace, right? What's that? What, was that the Cow Palace? Or no, no, know? that was at Glory by Honor. The, the first night okay. of Glory by Honor. Oh, second night of Glory by Honor. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I came up, man, where you had your... Not quite yeah, numbers, but they they were above, and they would go a twenty minute, you know, nice drawn out Broadway in the beginning, and then it would it would crescendo up to the top. Now Ring of Honor is just bam 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 bam. It's like a fucking pinball game, and I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I I told it to Alex. I I have the option to watch all the the Ring of Honor uh, pay per views when they come on live, and I and I just choose not to. Just because I feel like it's, you know, just like you said, it's it's pretty much the same match over and over. And you're getting a main event match in the, in the opener, which, you know, you, you get bored by the second match. 
Mm-hmm. That's and you know what? I'm I'm gonna put over Marquez's TV. His TV, the the first couple matches aren't you know bam 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 we're gonna get you. They save that for the main event. I mean I'm not his product isn't all that, but it's fun to watch because it's paced properly. It's not fucking crash TV like TNA is and ROH is. I'm sorry to lump ROH and TNA together, but it pretty much is the same shit. It's too much, too fast. I, I get lost. I can't can't follow it. What are your opinions, Alex? Uh, TNA, don't watch it. Uh, Ring of Honor, everything everyone else has said. It's um, I mean the guy. I mean the guys are good, but it seems to me like they're trying to uh, steal the mat, steal the show with every match. Which I, I mean, live it must be awesome. The first three matches. I mean, the first three matches you got guys out there going a million miles per hour, killing themselves, putting on a you know a good match, you know, and I mean. The third match, I bet it's awesome. But, I mean, after that, it has to burn you out. And so everyone else must have dropped off. Jeff, you still there? Oh, I'm still here. I agree with you. I agree with you. Oh, okay. Okay, um, once again... Hold on, Alex. Alex, hold on a second. Okay. Uh, those that are listening out there, we are giving away uh, a three DVD set: uh, Revolution One, Revolution Two, and Revolution Three. I would try to pronounce the show names, but my Spanish is horrible. We are giving away those three DVDs. Uh, you have until 9 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday to email me at rubberguardradio at yahoo.com. And what we're going to do is we're going to put all the names in the hat. And I am going to send you those discs, courtesy of our friend Casey Miller and the Revolution Promotion out of Detroit. Um, put your name and your address and preferably a contact phone number so I can call you and let you know you won. And we'll also post the, the winners on our website, rubberguardradio.com. Uh, we're, we're at a light launch. We're about ready to do a full launch uh, very soon. We have some shows archived up there already, and there's a blog posted, so you might want to read that. Um, oh, stop coughing back there, Jeff. <laughs> Are you going to call bullshit now, Jeff? Oh, no, I actually, I, I just had to clear my throat. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I was like, well, you are the webmaster, so... Uh, I guess no, I, I just get tired of calling bullshit on you, so I just decided not to. <laughs> oh, boy, we have... Uh, <laughs> Jerry Fierro calling in again. Should we take the call? Who do we got? You want to take the call, Alex? It's Terry Fierro again. Hey, why are you putting me on the spot, man? It's your show, isn't it? No, it's your show, bro. I'm the co-host. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pass him through. All right. Do win? <laughs> Terry, you have exactly four minutes. Did I win? <laughs> Did I win? Did you win? Email me, mofo. Remember I don't want to email you. You're going to spam me, aren't you? Of course. Why wouldn't I? You're going to infect me like a PW spyware. No, no, no. No, no. No infections. Okay, we got. We had to uh, We had to get rid of Terry there. I had the feeling he was going to go on an obscenity-laced uh, promo on Brian Alvarez again. So, all right, Jeff. You got the office, man. What's the topic? Smackdown on uh, my network TV. You know what? 
that's not a bad thing. You know, it's a fresh new network. They could sure in the hell use the bump. I want to see the numbers, though. I want to see the numbers, how they're going to work that. Because that network ain't got shit for capital. Isn't there nothing on that channel anyways? It was IFL. And then now it's just like movies and shit for, for women. But, uh, you know, I think I think the WWE may get like 75% of the ads or something. So it's got to be something like that. Because they don't have any capital. They don't have any money. You know, they, they were paying the IFL $50,000 an episode. So, I mean, what, what what the hell is that? That's like, you know, the opening segment for Raw or for SmackDown. You know, I think it's... I don't know. Uh, I, uh, <clears throat> go ahead, Al. The the I mean, I, I don't know what it's going to mean. Hopefully, because uh, apparently my network TV has a lot of exposure. And then WWE has been able to increase... Uh, that, I, know, I remember when they went over to TNN back in the day with Raw. It seemed like that was the beginning of... Uh, making what became Spike TV somewhat uh, meaningful. <laughs> so I remember TNN, their uh, their biggest show was uh, Grand Old Country Opry or whatever. And, uh, Rollerball or Roller Jam. <laughs> Roller Jam. That's but now, bad. But now we see what uh, TNN's become with Spike TV. Um, also, there's a big UFC show this Saturday. Yes, we may watch it. Oh, depends. Well, what what are your predictions? Oh, uh, oh, uh, um, Anderson Silva tap out second round triangle choke. Interesting. No mm-hmm. one's ever stopped Dan Anderson. Well, I mean, no, no one's ever knocked out Dan Anderson. He's gonna tap him in the second with an arm bar or with an arm triangle. Hmm. Henderson's going to be going for elbows on the ground, and he's going to get caught. You don't think Henderson can knock him out standing? No. I think I think that Henderson is going to dominate the fight. But he's going to take him down, and he's going to try ground and pound it with the elbows, and Henderson's going to grab an arm and tap him. Get Chongo, Heath Herring. Who's winning? Herring. Knockout. First round. Interesting. He That's going to be a battle for Bulls. He will not make the big nog mistake again. What big nog mistake? When he floored nog in Sacramento and didn't follow up and and back oh, up. Oh, I don't. I don't think that was a mistake. That mistake again. I don't think that was a mistake. That was a mistake. I he disagree with you. Him and dropped elbows on his ass. And no gear could have easily put him in submission. No gear. No gear could put him in door. submission anyway. Alex, you don't back off a guy. You got him, his fucking head scrambled. You don't back off him. I don't because know. He can just I, fucking lay there. He can lay there until the referee tells him to get up. That's You're absolutely giving him a correct. fucking timeout. That is correct. But I think if he had fallen to the ground, I think Nogueira would have had enough sense about it. Because you have to understand, when you drill jiu-jitsu, when, when you drill on anything, that stuff becomes second nature to people. And Nogueira could put you in an arm bar when he's asleep, literally. I mean, that, that's no bullshit. He could probably put you in an arm bar while he's asleep. Just because he's going through the motion. And I still think that a knocked out no gear on the ground is still more dangerous than mortal men. And I think it proved the fact when no gear was able to put uh, Tim Sylvia in that guillotine after Tim Sylvia had been beaten on him on that first round. And then also, if we remember back to the Bob Sapp no gear fight, what happened in that fight, Bob Sapp beat up on him for three rounds and no gear got the, and ended up putting him in the arm bar. 
Mm, good point. Jeff, chime in anytime. Yeah, I, I, honestly, honestly, I don't know much about what's going on in this fight this Saturday. Okay, well, there you go. I, have, I haven't followed the show. What's the, What's the preview show? show? What's that? Uh, I'm excited to see the Heath Aaron kick Chongo fight. So that's going to be a battle of two bulls going in there. And then, uh, it's it's going to be definitely going to be something. It's going to be a K1 fight. <laughs> it is. It's going to be a kickboxing fight. You know, unless he tries to. Oh, God, that was a joke, wasn't it? I didn't see it. Oh, 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 really? Yo, you'll, you'll watch it Saturday night. Okay. Uh, what's next for Bob Sapp? Hmm. Hmm. Next for Bob Sapp. Let's see. Um, well, what other super heavyweights are out there? Or guys that can move up to super heavyweight? Antonio Silva? Maybe, I was thinking maybe TNA. <laughs> uh, you know, he should, he should be working for Vince, man. That guy's got so much charisma. And, you know, you can bring him to Japan, and you know how much money you're going to drop with him? You could you could fill the Tokyo Dome with that guy on a de- headlining a WWE show against Hunter. In 2008, you think you could fill the Tokyo Dome with Sap? With, uh, I think so. Sap and Hunter? Huh, I don't know what uh, Hunter means in Japan. It doesn't matter. It's not about Hunter. Sap wasn't able to fill out uh, stadiums and hustle, was he? Right, but this is with the WWE. Which is a brand, as well as you have the SAP brand. So it makes sense with with SAP on one side and 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 Hunter. You just you know you bring in you know whatever Japanese guys and have them, have them kill Japanese guys on Raw, leading up to the Tokyo Dome. I think it's unfortunate seeing the fall of Bob SAP though, because Bob SAP. Uh, I re- I remember back in the day when SAP. You know everyone everyone said you know if SAP were just to get trained, he'd be you know one of the top level fighters in the world, and then. Sap decided, you know, to be more of a celebrity, and then apparently all that stuff didn't pan out for him, and now uh, he's kind of in a tough predicament. And then considering he just lost that fight, he's in a real tough predicament. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, Sap. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with him next. I have no idea. It'll be, nope. it'll be interesting. What do you do with some fight next? <clears throat> Hold on just a second. Okay, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. What was that? What do you do with Kimbo Slice next? Put him in there with Sap. <laughs> Why the fuck Kimbo? not? Kimbo can make 266. And do you think, do you think Sap could beat him? Anybody can beat anybody, Alex. You know that. Okay. I don't know. If I, 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 I want to see... Franklin could beat uh, Anderson Silva. Uh, anything can happen in MMA, dude. Okay, really. You know, Gabriel Gonzaga proved that. Well, oh, what, fuck it. Cop? Well, we're talking about Krokop. How is he going to do when he moves back to Japan? I, I, think his, I think his legacy's dead. It's tarnished. I think he'll do well because they can handpick opponents for him. And then if he wa- ever wanted to get into pro wrestling, I think he might do something in uh, pro wrestling over there. Mm. But I definitely As think in, that the Dreams promotion, I think they're definitely going to have pick opponents for him. I mean, that's no question. Course. They're not going to put him in there with anybody that has a chance of beating him. And he said, I guess his dreams to come back to the UFC and win. And I don't think it's, his heart wasn't really in the UFC. Uh, we, 
I never saw the, the killer crow that we saw in Pride for whatever reason. You know, uh, Heath Herring brought up a lot of good points on Between the Ropes about why uh, he thinks that, you know, we didn't see the killer crow in America. I mean, the killer Merkel crow in America, but the fact that... I, I, I think it's the rules, Alex. I think the, the knees on the ground, the kicking on the ground, I think that those rules hurt Krokop. I think they Krokop's did. Krokop's game was, though, I mean, Krokop is an elite-level striker, and I think definitely with a... You know, he should have been knocking a lot more people out. And Kachango was, you know, the perfect guy to exhibition that with because Chango wasn't going to go to the ground, wasn't even going to attempt it. He was going to stand there, look at chin strike, and um, Congo picked picked his ass apart. Dr. Congo operated on the patient Marco Krokop. I mean, body kicks, leg kicks. I mean, Jesus, you saw his fucking ribs after that fight. I mean, he was lit the fuck up. Czech Congo picked him apart, and he showed how weak he is. Krokop is done. He's going to have his, his little Japanese work fights, or or they're going to throw him in there with tomato cans, no matter what you want to call it. He's going to end up, you know, doing some things for Hustle, and he'll finally end up in IGF. I'm, that's just the way it's going to be, man, because he's done. He, he cannot fight at a higher level. What is IGF? I, I, I've seen, I, I have uh, the most recent show. Anoki Eno- Genome Federation. It's Inoki's spinoff of New Japan. So I, I think... I, I thought it had a lot of work shoot fights on there. Yes, some. And what they're doing is they're... Anoki's the, building up the company to probably go to next year's Dome show and go to war with New Japan. That's, that's what I think. I, I think Anoki's still in bed with New Japan. It should be interesting. Um, Anoki, uh, he's definitely a really smart smart person. The shows, uh, the production value on these shows are some of the best I've seen coming out of Japan, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you think of uh, of uh, the Tonko match on the IGF I, show? I, I haven't even checked out the IGF show. What I have ah. checked out, though, is that Eddie Gilbert shoot interview. Hey, that's good stuff, huh? Oh, I'm a huge Eddie Gilbert fan. And it's so interesting because what that shoot interview had to be shot in about 1993. And, it was 93 uh, or 94. It was in Bristol, Tennessee. Okay. And, and you, was, you, you, can, you can buy that DVD at BobBarnett.com. That is an exclusive. You can only buy it from BobBarnett.com. Now, Bob, uh, Barnett, Bob conducted that shoot with Eddie. That is the oh. first, first ever official shoot interview. That's what I was going to say. That was the most interesting part about it, because it was 1993, and then mm-hmm. Eddie was so open about stuff in 1993, which was just so amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bob Barnett revolutionized uh, the the videotape industry. He started the shoot interviews. Then Rob Feinstein decided to uh, stick his his nose in, and, and you know, but whatever, you know, personal feelings aside, Rob Rob took it to a whole new level. And I'll tell you. This is an exclusive, exclusive for the listeners of Rubber Guard Radio. Rubber Guard Radio will be jumping into the shoot interview game. I have purchased a new video camera. I already have a shoot interview lined up with a San Francisco pro wrestling legend, which will be taking place in the next couple months. So we are jumping into the shoot interview game. Um, I also hear that the owners of WrestleWarehouse.com are interested in getting in the shoot interview game as well. So... Uh, we're going to show those motherfuckers on the East Coast that us West Coast players know how to do it, too. What do you think, Jeff? Um, I'm just wondering who the other owner of Wrestle Warehouse is. 
Oh, that's right. It's just you. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I, I thought Alex Saint was also, you know, had a little piece of, piece of ear action as well as mine. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, nerds. That's right. You heard him right the first time. <laughs> okay. Anything else to bring up, Alex? Yeah, um, who, who, do you, who are some names that you would like to have shoot interviews with, uh, KZ or Jeff? If you, if you could have a dream shoot interview, who would it be with? Buddy Rose. I think, I think it would be Alex Saint and KZ together. <laughs> That'll happen Saturday night, but well, we may have to just let the camera run after the show. So, um, Me? Me personally, um, I can't wait to take a trip up to uh, Portland. Uh, I, love, I love Buddy Rose. Since uh, back, back, way back in the day, um, Buddy Rose and Colonel De Beers would be fun. Um, I'm not going to let out the name of, of who I have lined up, but uh, Jeff, you know. But um, I want to focus on guys that are on the West Coast, uh, guys that I grew up watching, uh, guys from San Francisco territory and stuff like that. How about you, Jeff? Who who did you? you know, really want to get on camera and on film? Uh, there, there's a lot of guys. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see who comes through. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, we're running down to seven minutes. Wow. We survived. All right. Well, Bossman Jeff, you're the first. Let's run out all your plugs. Uh, anybody uh, got some free time this weekend, come out and see Russell Warehouse at the Big Time Wrestling Show up in Newark. Uh, it's Saturday, uh, 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock, and stay for the shows. Uh, again, if you missed the uh, SoCal Pro Show on February 9th, you can pick it up at WrestleWarehouse.com. Just click New Products, and you can purchase it there. Uh, and make sure you check out SoCalProWrestling.com. And you can check out, uh, we'll have some information uh, pretty soon about our March 22nd show. And that's about it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Not a problem, Jeff. Thanks for coming yeah. in. And, Talk uh, to you guys later. Covering, thanks for covering Vito, man. He's homesick. But we'll get him very soon. Uh, I will be talking to you very soon. And if I some chance don't talk to you, I will see you at the big time show. Sounds good. Later, guys. All right, boss. All right, Alex, we survived another potpourri show. <laughs> that was fun. Very interesting. Well, you know, when uh, when guests don't show up, who the hell knows what's going to happen. <laughs> but we did get to speak to the world-famous Wiggly, and we had Casey Miller on, and super, pam, super fan Paul from San Diego, who's always fun to talk to, and the world-famous... Radio show whore himself, Ed in San Antonio. Big props to you, Ed. Thanks for calling in, brother. And, of course, Terry Fierro, who always brings the goodness. Um, and also Ian Daniels, which we had for a few minutes. Uh, sorry out there, Ian. Uh, we had a bunch of different callers on tonight. So, But, uh, yeah, we got, we're down to five minutes. Um, I, I actually wanted to, uh, to discuss something with you, Alex. Um, I had a chance today to, to watch your January 12th match again with Lakura. And I tell you, your heel mannerisms for a guy that has three matches under your belt was, pardon my language, but fucking amazing. 
Okay. Now, albeit it was a fan cam, there was no commentary, there was no crowd sound, but I was still into the match, and I was still yelling at the TV. You captivated me. Now, I'm not putting you over because you're my friend and co-host. I'm putting you over as a worker, and if you continue on the way that you are, you're going to be something not just in San Diego, but all of California. I'm just excited. Um, I'm actually, right now we're planning a big trip to go up to Washington and uh, attend the world-famous Buddy Wayne uh, Wrestling School up in Washington. And I'm, I'm really excited about that and the opportunity to learn. And then uh, a new school just opened up in northern, uh, not northern California, but north of where I live. Uh, actually, the New Wave Heavyweight Champion Chaos just opened a school. So uh, that's definitely something I'm going to look forward to going to. And then also uh, I want to go and train some more with racing just to get some more trainings under my belt, to get some different styles under my belt, uh, learn different stuff from different guys who different guys have to offer. Because um, if you stick with one training school, you know, I, I think that you don't get a complete piece of the pie. I think uh, you, you need to be more well-rounded to be able to work with a different bear. Because, I mean, I'm telling you, when you start working shows, you're not only going to work against kids you train with. You know, you're going to work with different guys, you know, who train differently, who do stuff differently, and uh, you got to get used to that. So, uh I try to meet that off in the past by training with different people. And, I, you know, I'd like to say I'm happy that you enjoyed my match. It is my, only my third match, and then uh, hopefully, you know, I have uh, some room to grow or whatever. It, it, was, a, it was a decent match. Um, it's only my third match, so it, it, <laughs> third match, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It, it has a lot of room to get better. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, just training every day. I'm not training every day, but I train uh, two days a week at least. And, um just, just trying to get better, just trying to, uh, you know, because, I mean, my main goal in there, you know, is to, to make the guy look good, you know, to really let the guy shine, and then uh, not for me and him not to get hurt. That's, like, my main goal when I'm in there. So, uh long I accomplish that, then, you know, it's a good match in my opinion, you know. But, I mean, just training on my fundamentals, getting better at that and stuff like that. So, I, I'm just really excited about going up to Buddies. It's pretty much all I talk about nowadays. Is that April 3rd through the 26th, I'll be up in Washington and, um, if everything goes right, you know, knock on wood, and then uh, I'm just excited for that. So, when you're up there, you need to uh, you need to contact Matt Farmer because uh, there is a booking waiting for you when you go up there. <laughs> well, I mean, if uh, which, which I'm going to collect my 15 percent. So, um, also, well, I, this say, coming... I mean, uh, I understand that you know Matt said that, but I mean Matt also said that you know if Buddy gives me the the stamp of approval, which I mean that's that's going to be my biggest thing, you know, because um. It'll it'll really mean something, you know, if Buddy says, you know, I have somewhat of a half a clue. You know, because obviously I'm not going to go out there and impress Buddy Wayne, you know. Buddy Wayne's seen everybody, worked with everybody. I mean, you're not going to impress the man, but hopefully, you know, he thinks that, you know, I'm somewhere on the track to being, you know, a half-assed worker. That'll that'll be a huge compliment to me. So I, I, I don't know if I'll get that, but, I mean, uh, that's hopefully what I'm going for. And then obviously uh, – you know, I, you know, we obviously talk about Brian Alvarez a lot on the show or whatever, but uh, Brian's a really good worker, you know. And then um, the opportunity to get in there and train with him some is really something I'm looking forward to. I mean, when I, you know, obviously I, I joined the website and I know him as a columnist or whatever, but I've seen I've seen a couple of his matches and I've seen one live, and uh, Brian's really good. And so uh, Brian assures me we'll get some in-ring time together, which is something I'm definitely looking forward to because – Brian has a lot that he can teach, you know. So uh, I'm just really looking forward to the whole experience. It's going to be awesome. So, uh, yeah, when you when you meet me, yeah, that's all I'm going to talk about, too. And that's all I'll talk about around here. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. 
All right, well, we're going to wrap it up. I'll run through the plugs. Uh, you can hit Alex on MySpace, uh, myspace.com backslash cmsaint. Uh, you can get me at myspace.com backslash rubberguardradio. And you can also go to our very brand-new, spanking, beautiful website, rubberguardradio.com. Uh, we have blogs posted. Alex, I need a blog from you. I'll uh, write it up. All right, all right. Uh, WrestleWarehouse.com. Can't forget the sponsors. Uh, also, uh, the newest member of the Rubber Guard Radio family, FogCityWrestling.com. Big ups. We love you, Caesar. Um, am I forgetting? Oh, New Wave Pro Wrestling and SoCal Pro Wrestling. And as far as this weekend is concerned, BigTimeWrestling.com. If you are in Northern California, come out to Newark. Come out for the Fan Fest, 9 to 5, and the show doors are, I think, 6.30, and bell time should be 7. So come on out, buy some swag, support Rubber Girl Radio. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.